Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the From the Finney podcast with Ollie, Jimmy and me, Jake. Uh, tonight we're just going to discuss the, the very good victory at home over Bristol City. Um, cheers to episode 100. Enjoy. You're fucking gone too soon, Jim. Cheers, lads. That's that's the sound of Jimmy having a drink for those of you. Well, there's, no one can see. Yeah, how are we, boys? Are we good? Yep. Yep, good. Good. Good win, that. Yeah, cheers. Cheers to 100 episodes. Thank you very much, fellas. Yeah, cheers, lads. It's been emotional. It's, that's one way of putting it. Yeah, uh, let's go on to the footy. Yeah, can tell what you're keen for, mate. Yeah, no, good win. Very good win. Uh, I thought first half, probably one of the best of the season. Yeah. Tactics were bang on, weren't they? Um, yeah. Did a, put a little tweet out before the game. It was always going to be 1v1 wide, 3v3 in the middle. Um, controlled the midfield, didn't we? Um, I thought early in particular, really pinned Jack Hunt back in the first half. Got a lot of joy down that side. Um, just completely overrunning, really. Controlled the ball. They didn't have a shot. I think we had eight shots first half. Obviously got the penalty. Looking back, I think it was probably a penalty. Could have had, you know, a couple more Sinclair chance right on half time. But, um, you know, second half, you've got to give a lot of credit to Dean Holden for changing it. Went 2v2 in the wide areas. Fullbacks, uh, Earl and Fisher were pinned very high by Odada and Semenyo. Meant they weren't 1v1. Their fullbacks got very high. Pin Sinclair and Barky back and Maguire was completely isolated 2v1. In the first half, it was 3v3 in the attacking phase for us. Um, so, you know, they're, they're 2v2 in the wide areas. It looks like a simple change, but completely changed the game. Um, and I thought North End dealt with it quite well. Alex went 2v2 in the last 20 minutes and I thought that levelled the game off, which I think he said post-match. So, interesting game tactically. Probably one of my favourite games of the season. And... I think that's three wins, one draw, one loss in the last five home games. So, you know, people were completely discarding the away form, saying they were only bothered about a home form. I think ten points from the last fifteen at home. Hopefully, shuts return. a few people. Yeah, hopefully shuts a few people up. It's two points per game, isn't it? So that's what you want from your home games. So they always say if you winning your home games and getting that sort of points returned, then you're going to be up there. Well, you're probably going to be a top half team, aren't you? Um, I thought we did well tonight. I thought we did well from back to front. You know, there wasn't there wasn't anyone that you could come out of the game and say played particularly poorly out the out the starting eleven. Um, I thought Ben Davis was excellent. Yeah. Um, you know, Josh Earl doesn't look like that was his first home start for almost two years. You know, he thought he did really well. I thought he tired. Might have got a knock second half, but. You know, credit to him for seeing out the game. Um, I thought Barkey and Sinclair wide, I thought they were both... The work rate off the ball was, was excellent tonight. You know, whilst their opportunities in the final third probably were a little bit limited, you know, but Sinclair's class, you can just see it 
in, in games like that, when he's allowed to get on the ball and he's one v one against a fullback, you know, he's so dangerous. And um, end of the first half, not yeah, not straight past who who is whoever it was at left wing back. Was it Rowe? I don't have a clue, but he's put about nine yards on him in the space yeah. of three seconds. He's like because he's because he's so direct barking. It's a, you've got to give him credit for the ball in as well because mm. when 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 you must be running at that speed, that'll be hard to do. You know, I, put I, it in I'll, I'll put honest. it in early as well. Yeah, I, I can't run at the speed Tom Barkay's and runs. I don't think anyone anybody can to be fair. But to to run at that speed and be able to deliver with that sort of quality, you know, that's that's class. Um, you know. If it's if it's the, if it's coming from the left and it's on Sinclair's right foot, it's probably a goal in it. But it's on his weaker foot. Maybe he should score, but mm. I think would be really harsh if we if we're critiquing that that level of detail, you know, and especially in a, in a chance like that. But yeah, I thought, know, I thought overall Sinclair was brilliant tonight. Yeah, yeah I thought his, his class I thought shows, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's ultimately has made the difference winning the penalty, hasn't he? Just so sharp in the box. But yeah. I thought the way we manufactured those three v threes in the first half, um, you know, Gallagher's straight pass to Sinclair, you know, right into the into the box and wins the penalty. I just thought the way you know in the first half we used Earl and Fisher really wide against their wing backs and it it left a three v three for us. Second half when it when they went four four two. We we use Sinclair and Barkey really wide and try to open up them gaps between the full backs and the centre backs. And I thought DJ in particular got into some very dangerous positions. Um like he has done to be fair, he did do in the last game, just didn't get picked out. Um so, you know, I think he's had another decent game tonight, DJ's come off. Um but yeah, I thought Earl I thought Earl's Jimmy said he did well. I thought both halves showed you something completely different. I think we all know he's decent going forward. I think he's very positive and second half was a big test for him. 1v1 against O'Dowder and Semenyo, who were both very decent players, I feel. So he got beat a couple of times, but I thought he stood up quite well to the task. Yeah, um, he did well. He tired as well, didn't he? You could tell that he was he was sort of looking yeah. a bit leggy and, and he might have, he, he looked like he was maybe sort of complaining about a bit of a knock toward the, toward the mm. end of the last sort of 10, 15 minutes. But... I tell you what, though, we, we were all... Um, Holding our breath when Rudd went down, weren't we? When Weight yeah. Watchers started warming up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think um, Declan Rudd's made two top class saves in the second half. I think first one from Earl Gowder. I think it like sort of hits his wrist and he knocks it behind. And the second one, Joe Rafferty gets completely done in the air. Um, and it's just a point blank save over the bar. So I thought Deck was excellent tonight. And ultimately, even though we were pretty comfortable in the game, those key moments always decide games don't he yeah. Um, yeah. so you've got to give Deck a lot of credit tonight I think it was a toss up between him and Gally for that match for me I thought Gally was excellent you know he's what 35, 36 whatever he is he just rolled back the years tonight you know his range of passing it's just yeah. class you know and yeah his legs might not move as quick as they used to and stuff but he still reads the game because he's still got it up there you know he can still read a game he can still work work out patterns of playing like you know that's probably why he's such a good coach it, you know the guys who've been coached by him say like he, he is good at that on the 16th level um, he'll probably make it in the, pro, in the professional game as a coach Roni you know he's obviously doing a lot of likes Neil at the minute so that's Seem, well we just all good. watched the, the post-match haven't we with Alex and, and it, Did you it think seems like they've got a very good relationship 
Did you think when Gally was having that interview post match, did you see like the manager, future manager in him? Like, because he does seem very. He knows he, he knows how to put it across for me. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see Gally's. I just saw yeah. Alex's. All right. Yeah. Well, Gally was on Sky. He's, he's like, he talks like a manager, you know, like quite diplomatic, not, you know, not blowing smoke up his ass or anything like that. But he's just, you can tell, like, he's been there, done it, he's mature, especially yeah. in quite a young squad that we've what got. He's, phrase, just see... he's, he's been around the block, hasn't he? Well, he has. He's got over, what, 300 games for us. You know, so I know they were waxing lyrical about him on Sky and the commentary team, who I thought were decent tonight, actually. Um, but, you know, that's it just shows what he can do. Yeah. I thought our midfield three could really see the difference in quality between our midfield three, DJ Brown and Galley. Probably got, you know, sort of probably touching 800 appearances yeah. at this level. Um, against um, Masengo, Odauda and Nadji. I thought we just completely controlled that in the first half. And I thought quality, experience, all the intangibles probably just shined through. Um, and I thought they all played the part, which was, you know, if you win the midfield battle, then it's 1v1 wide. If you win that battle, you've always got the ascendancy 1v1. Um, so, yeah, I thought we just, just completely controlled it. And second half... We have probably had to dig quite deep at times, a lot of crosses into the box, a lot of 1v1s in wide areas. But, you know, we've complained about a lack of clean sheets. And to be fair, they've not had, they probably had one clear chance, which I'd say that header is about mm. eight yards out. Apart from that, we've stood up to the task and, you know, much needed after a lot's been said about 30 goals conceded. So it's a very positive night in it, I think. And I think Jimmy said, we needed a win or we needed not to lose tonight and Alex was just very happy at the end, wasn't he? Because yeah, he probably tell, knows. Yeah. Yeah. And I got my prediction right as well. Did you, mate? I'm not saying anything about that. Yes. Said one nil either way, then I and I bat one I bat one nil Sinclair tonight. Like, oh. You know, you know when we get the penalty, I'm thinking, oh yeah, Sinclair's Sinclair's gonna be taking it, and he you know he's won the penalty and then DJ gets the ball. I'm thinking, bollocks. <laughs> but <laughs> Hey, a win's a win. It's, it's much needed, like you say. It's um, yeah. I just think everything about that it, tonight yeah. was, was much needed. You know, it, it was it was some fans. I know, obviously, you'll not agree with this, Ollie, but some fans will think that it was probably not the best of watches at times. But it it's you know when when our home form's been as can you say it's been bad anymore? Yeah, I suppose you can. When it's been the last, well, the first the first five is zero points and the second five is ten points in it. Mm. So it's completely turned it around to be fair to him. Yeah. And um, he deserves credit for it. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. we're not other woods yet, are we? I mean No, of course we're not. You know, uh, what's the saying as one swallow a summer does not make? You know like it's it's a good win, it's good to get a win, of course it is, and it's good to be talking about a win on episode hundred. But you know, there's still plenty of work to do. Yeah. Of course. For me, results like this are obviously nice, but I don't think we're going anywhere this season either way. Yeah. So I think I think that's um, probably just, just it, isn't it? For me, I think, you know, he's been asked about the, tra- the contract situation again by Sky Sports, who picked up on it quite a lot throughout the game. Um, and he made it pretty clear that he's just there to coach the team pretty much. Um, so that's completely out of his hands, but... 
yeah, um, just very positive tonight. And I thought the three, well, the four out of contract players, Darnell, Davis, um, Brownie, Brownie and DJ, I thought, you know, there was no lack of effort or anything like that. So D- yeah. uh, Darnell was lucky to stay on the pitch, by the way. But yeah, he was. Just, yeah, um, obviously see what happens tomorrow with the Derby result. But I think we're now 10 points above them. So, was it? Is it ten points? I think it's ten or thirteen points. So, pretty comfortable going. Pretty comfortable going there uh, on Boxing Day. Hopefully, get one of Potts and Ledson back in as well. Yeah, we're ten off the drop zone, six off the playoffs. So it's looking up. Um, you, you bang on. You bang on right about the the four. By the way, I've I, I've never got this commitment piece. You, you know about the players about the fallout going out of contract because it's been a lot labelled on them, you know, on social media about how they're not committed or they're not playing, you know, not playing for the club or the down tools and all that. I just don't see it personally. I just think they've probably been a little bit out of form. You know, it is a distraction, all this contract stuff, because it should have been resolved 12 months ago. But it's form, you know, these guys are human. You know, they're going to hit a bad patch of form at some point of their career. Or they're not going to be able to, you know, play well for two or three games in a row. But because the four of them, I just mentioned then, obviously Pearson sat in the stands tonight, haven't played well, and we've not got the results. We're quite reactive as people generally, Mm. and we just think, oh well, the down tools. We're not playing well. You know, they're not playing well. We're getting beat, and I think there's been a lot of unfair criticism labelled at their door. You know, do you think especially... it's because as well because of maybe the the spotlight that they've been put in as well because they've been sort of heralded as a the big four, so to speak. That as soon as they don't perform, it's like immediate people think. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah, and I think that's really unfair on them because they're allowed to. You know they're allowed to have blips of form. You know yeah. that, that yeah. that's what plays at the championship level do. If they if they weren't having blips of form and they were playing at an eight nine out of ten level every week, it let's be honest, they, would, they still wouldn't be here now. Yeah. You know they'd have got to move. That's why they're that's why they're playing in the championship ultimately. You know because they are good players. You know and you look at the likes of Jordan Hughley or Callum Robinson. You know the players that have developed that have the attributes to be a good player, but then they hit form at the right time. You know, Jordan, when he got his move, what, did he scored 11 goals that season? I think he scored, f- yeah. I think he was reaching double figures. Yeah. So he'd scored a decent amount of goals because he'd hit good form. And, you know, yes, some of these players haven't played well this season or during patches this season, but some of the criticism that got labelled at Ben Davis's door yesterday, and the club probably shouldn't have worded the article like they did about the stresses but the the way he talked about stress in, in the article was stress on his body, not stresses in mental stress. Mm. You know, I, 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 it's quite unfair. Even, like, the thing for me, though, even if he was talking about mental stress, that's still a perfectly legitimate thing to talk yeah. about anyway. Well, um, just because you're, you're on 10 grand a week don't mean you can't have mental health issues, if, that's, if that was to be the case. But... Do you think the club have thrown him under the bus a little bit? Yeah, I maybe, I maybe. Possibly. I don't know. They're I not protecting. It's... They're certainly not protecting those players for me. Look, no, look at that thing they, with DJ the other week. That I think they've got with... they've got them in front of them at the media at some tricky times for me. Mm. Um, probably not a coincidence, to be honest. I think the only one who's not really been in front of the media has been Ben Pearson. Yeah. Um, the other three, I've had, I'd say, some pretty tough runnings, if you want to call it that. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just thought, you know, I thought Ben Davis showed his class tonight, really. Um, so we'll have, we'll have to wait and see what happens as we keep saying. Yeah. Well, what are we two weeks off knowing? Really? Well, yeah, I was going to say we'll have all the answers we need in six weeks, won't we? Or less. But it's two weeks today, isn't it? The window opens. Yeah, I know, but it shuts in six weeks, so we'll have mm. all the answers. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm thinking. I, I've got it in my mind that first of January is coming, and, and that's that when we find everything out. No, I, I think that's the day some two of them sign elsewhere. I was going to say what for us. No, pre-contracts elsewhere. So yeah, I think that's everyone gut, can work out who them two are. Yeah, that's my gut feeling on it. But yeah, I just thought my like I said, the, the criticism that led, led, uh, criticism levelled at Ben Davis yesterday was just unfair. You know, it was like nearly. You know, the guy's been here since he was eight years old. You know, he's what twenty five, so seventeen years service, and we've got people like calling him out on Twitter saying you're too interested in being on the golf course. Well, not being funny, it can do what the hell it likes. You know, he's a twenty five year old. Yeah. You know, new new father. Let's be honest. When you've got a new new newborn kid at home. The first place I'd want to be is the golf course because I want a bit of peace and quiet, so I don't blame him. Well, your best place to answer those questions, Jim. Oh, wait, wait, till the, wait till the two, mate, and just climb the Christmas tree. Golly's <laughs> <laughs> come, Ben, if you're listening. Golly's only just out of that phase. He's a little one, isn't he? What do you mean? He yeah. climbs the, Chris- he, climb the Christmas tree tonight, eh? <laughs> he climbing walls. <laughs> I'm very happy for Alex tonight, I've got to say. I just yeah. thought it's tactics. And his, think, his his reaction to their Yeah, I was just going to well. say, he, he looked buzzing and he? he looked delighted. Mm. Yeah, people won't be happy with that one, but suck it up, I'd say. And I, I think just a really nice thing for me was we weren't just relying on Darnell Fisher for the attacking width, and I think it made a big difference. I just thought that was just nice to see a bit of an attacking balance on both sides. Um, and I thought, you know, it really helped Sinclair get directly at their last line so yeah. just enjoyed seeing that tonight obviously not sure what the Hughes situation is but he can't seem to stay fit for too long Potts is injured Ledson's injured a um, couple of people look like picked up knocks tonight didn't he so yeah. pretty much walking wounded got eight days recovery I was now say, yeah, this, this period's come probably at a good time hasn't it but then I think is it three and seven when we get back yeah Always is over yeah. Christmas though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's 26th, 29th from the New Year's Day, is it? Or no, second? Second. Second. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's pretty much what we've been doing the whole season, isn't it, really? Mm. But yeah. we got we got a week between the second and, and the FA Cup game at Wickham, and you would imagine that would largely be squad players. Yeah, J- Josh Harrop will, will get his run out. Yeah. Yeah. Just nice on the Christmas see. period, I think it was. Um, I think it was when we had Brownie on. He mentioned that usually for a, a footballer, the Christmas period is the toughest period in a season, and mm. you know you multiply that by what we've done so far this season. Yeah, it's basically just an extended Christmas period. Isn't was it? was thinking this? Was thinking this when the game was on? We normally make quite a big issue about playing on Boxing Day, 29th, first or whatever. Um, we normally make a big thing out of it, but they've been doing it for like three months. Yeah. You know, so I Which, think for me, it, it just it, comes back to everything Ben Davis said yesterday in his in his yeah. interview. You know, the the stresses on the body, are unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely, and I think it's sometimes hard for us as fans to see into the detail like that. But when you 
you know, these players are probably going out there before the game started knackered. Um, so, you know, it must be hard, especially with no fans to get yourself up for some of them games. But fair play to them tonight. I thought there was a, a few tired bodies last 10 minutes. Um, but again, I thought Emil came on and, you know, put a lovely ball through to Bayliss. Um, you know, he beat, beat two players, put a nice ball through just out of Bayliss's reach. And then, um, you know, great save at the end to keep him out. So for me, he's made another good impact tonight. And to be fair to Stockley, when he came on, I was actually happy with the change because I wanted him to go 4-4-2 um, just to pin their two centre-backs and stop him playing with the ball as easy rather than 2v1. And I thought Stockley won his fair share. and um, He did well. I think people will be shocked to hear it from us, but he didn't, didn't not, do much wrong. I don't, think anyone, mind, I don't think it's anyone will be shocked because he's done well tonight. So yeah. we'll say he's done well Fair tonight. Enough, yeah. And um, I think for me as well, when, when he gave that free kick away, there was no paddy, there was no flailing of the arms, there was no moaning. He just got on with it. Yeah, just for us. You know, very positive all round tonight. Very positive indeed. Good way to start the weekend. Absolutely. Be interesting now, you know, obviously we've got them again in less than a month, so... I think after these three games, that's our next league game. So it's just strange how the fixture calendar's worked out this year. You know, literally we've got Derby, Coventry, Forest, and then Bristol City again. So bizarre that, isn't it? But yeah, would, we're on the, would, uh, would you would you look at that sort of run of fixtures? Obviously, take the Wickham game out of it and say that that's may, maybe throwing Birmingham and Reading as well, and Wednesday and Rotherham. <laughs> Mm-hmm. For, for asking, are you? <laughs> would you would you say that that's like would you say that's a, a favourable run of fixtures yeah, on paper? For, for me, Jake, when we lost the first five home games, for me, I was staying. The next bunch of home games aren't as bad. Yeah. The first five games we played Swansea, Cardiff, Stoke, played a couple of other decent sides, and they just really didn't suit us those games. And it was probably annoying for people to hear at the time, but I think it was true. Um, I was going to say, I'm sure you said on a podcast that looking at statistically, it was the the hardest start yeah. that any side had at home for yeah. something like two or three years, wasn't it? Yeah, if you like go on, if you go in on, if you go in on points per game at the time, um, and where the teams were in the league and stuff, and they all played back fives. Um, so I thought, you know, I did think the next bunch of games would suit us more. Um, and luckily, it's turned out away for Alex. Ten points from the last fifteen at home. So you know, I think that monkey's well and truly off the back now. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Right, we'll we'll answer a few few questions. Had a few come in. Obviously, with it being episode hundred of the podcast, it seems like people are are keen to ask. Um, I think we've kind of covered this, but just just how crucial is Galley to us still? I think you always need experience around a squad that's that's young because it's only him and Hunt that's over thirty, I think. Dexter, um, our old deck. I might just be 30, 29, 30, 30, something like that. Yeah, but, something yeah. like that. But I think you you need that experience around your squad. Um, I think you know we do. I think we covered it on a pod about three four weeks ago about how how we're missing a little bit of experience since Tom Clark left. You know, and I suppose figures within the dressing room that are personalities, especially. Nugent watching at home doing the dishes so, so you know it's tough and I think 
that those sort of personalities are probably needed in the club, even though they're probably not going to play 46 games. You know, they're probably only going to play 10, 15, 20 games a season. But there's going to be games for Paul Gallagher. And I think tonight showed, really. You know, he showed his class, he showed his experience tonight. Yeah. For me, I probably don't buy into the experience thing as much as you two. I think quality is the more important thing. Um, you know, David Nugent's got experience, but he don't have any quality anymore. I think Gally's just full of quality. And the way he plays, you probably don't lose that quality. The technique and the vision, the calmness. You know, obviously he is experienced, but if he didn't have that quality, I don't think his experience would mean much to me. So I've seen people saying, are we missing Tom Clark? I'm not sure if we are. I think we're just missing quality for me. I think if you look at Barkey, DJ, Pearson, Brown, Ben Davis, Darnell Fisher, Declan Rudd, They've all probably got, you know, 150-plus championship games under the belt. Yeah. Um, Sinclair, by the way, we forgot he's probably 31. But, you know, I think Galley's quality just shines through. Um, he's not going to be suited to every game, is he? But he was suited to tonight's game. Um, and Neil can just, you know, flip him in and out when he sees fit and do a job like he did tonight. Put the corner in for Maguire's goal the other night and played the pass that won the penalty tonight. Can't really argue with his contribution, can you? No, not really. No. Um, time. So this, uh, sorry, that one was from Mitch Warmsley on Twitter. This one's from Peter Seddon, and he says, "Time off and rest, uh, or time on the training ground." What do you reckon? Uh, it's probably going to be a bit of both, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I presume so. I think they'll probably get a couple of days Tomorrow, off, two, three Sunday. days off. Probably off till might even have Tuesday. Monday off. Yeah. They need a rest, don't they? Let's be honest. They, they might just do are... it like they normally do. So they might just do the back half of the week as a pre-game prep. So maybe just sort of Thursday, Friday, going into Saturday. Give them the first half off. At this point, you would imagine that decent rest would be more beneficial than additional time on the training ground. Yeah. I think when you're doing your pre-match uh, prep as in opposition work, you know, you don't tend to do too much, too too many hours on the training ground in terms of that. Yeah. Um, a lot of it's theoretical stuff as well. So they can probably do that whilst they're recovering in some aspects as well. Um, but yeah, just very nice to hopefully get, hopefully Ledson comes back in because um, I can't see, maybe Gally will start again, but I think Derby are pressing quite high now under Wayne Rooney. Um a lot higher than they were under Koku anyway. So Ledson, you know, might be better stupid to that one, but so have to wait and see. I thought Reese again for me showed positives tonight. I hope he starts the next game. Obviously started out at Derby in England. Do you um, think do you think him being sort of drip fed in and out is is doing him sort of more good than harm at the moment? It's hard to say, isn't it? It's hard to say. I thought I thought the first half with their back three would have really suited him. Um, obviously they went to a back four and we were a bit more isolated up there but it's hard to say isn't it Alex Neil knows better than us yeah yeah. Maguire had the ball to his feet a lot than he was back to goal did really um, well first half did Shawnee I thought he I thought he waned quite quickly in the second yeah he just he's never going to be the same player since after now he's had his hamstring operated on yeah because there was a moment in the first half where he spun the lad I think Sinclair's played him in and he's tried to get there, but their centre half matched him literally stride for stride. And like pre-injury, he's he's 
he's gone. You yeah. know, he, he's going to get that. He's going to get the ball. Um, so yeah, I think it's. I don't mind us drip feeding recent because he's twenty two. Yeah, I think people forget that. He's he's young. He's he's young for a strike at this level. He don't look it. No, he doesn't, doesn't he? Just on just on Maguire. Do you remember his goal against Bristol City a few years back? Yeah, when he came off the bench. Yeah, he absolutely tore him to shreds for pace. Last Um, twenty minutes or so, wasn't it? Was that a five nil game? No, two one. I think it was was later. Yeah, I think it might have been a two one. Um. But yeah, he looked one pace. I think he does look one pace. And when he goes through on goal, you're never probably going to back him to score, are you? Um, but I, th- I thought he came off the line well and looked to... Uh, I thought he linked up quite well with Sinclair. Um, but just, for me, um, I, I, think, I think... Sorry, I, just, I hope Reese starts the next game for me. Just on Reese, that's a massive save from uh, Bentley, isn't it? Fingertips. It's top, it's top class, isn't it? He's one of the best keepers in the league for me, David Bentley. He's yeah, I think, I think you said that on the pod Dan, uh, Dan earlier this week. <laughs> have I called him David Bentley again? Yeah. Big fan, Moving, eh, Jim? Moving on. I just, <laughs> no, I liked, I liked when I was at Brentford. Right? I think I read somewhere this like, before the game. Fuck off. I read somewhere before the game on Saturday. Like He... he Kept him in the game for like the last five or six games. Did have probably lost five or six in a row. Damn Bentley. I've written it down now. I've <laughs> <laughs> written yeah. it down on Sunday light, but yeah, I, I like him. It's a great save, isn't it? But he's, he just comes Is off it... his line well. He, 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 yeah. He's just one of them keepers that you probably have a lot of confidence and trust in. So. Brilliant save, weren't it, really? Yeah, very. very. Three, three, three very good saves in that game tonight. Two good some keepers. Really, some really good keeping performances. Yeah. Uh, last one then. It's a good one, this. Quite like this one from Sam Wilkins. Um, he asks, what are your three PNE Christmas wishes? Ben Pearson signed a contract. Alan Brown signed a contract. Ben Davis signed a contract. Jim? I don't think you can really argue with that, can you? No, not really. I think DJ's head's elsewhere already. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stick with what Ollie said, actually. I think the only other thing I'd I'd, I'd add if the Christmas fairy will will grant me the wishes for um, our much-loved government to put us into tier one so we can get 4,000 in deep bills sooner rather than later because I think it'll make a massive difference. Pigs will fly first, pal. I know they will, but you said I could have a Christmas wish. Yeah, true. I think mine would be... We beat Rovers when we go to their place, because let's not forget they'd won they'd won the league earlier this season, and they had the the future Ballon d'Or winner in the side as well. Um, and yeah, I would say probably the two Bens to sign a contract. Mm. Yeah, if if he has to have two, it'd be the two Bens. But I'll put Brownie in there too. Derby then, fellas. Yeah, turn the corner, aren't they? I watched a bit of their game against Swansea. Was it last night or Wednesday night? I forgot what it was. Wednesday, um, I think. Because yeah. I, I know I was missing the only whilst it was on. Really impressed with it by the pressing. Um, Kazin Richards up front, a Coca-Cola kid as he was about 15 years ago. What? Um, do you not remember that? So the, the story behind Kazin Richards was, I think it was Berry or Brighton. One of them won money from Coca-Cola as part of like um, a competition from on bottles where you had to text in or something back in the day and they got a quarter of a million to spend on a player 
and they bought Colin Cousin Richards. And oh. so he was then nicknamed the Coca-Cola Kid. <laughs> but he's had a right career. I didn't realise half the clubs he played for. He'd been literally all been over the Turkey world. recently, hadn't he? Mate, he's played everywhere. I couldn't believe it. Um, like Galatasaray, Olympiacos, um, Corinthians in Brazil. You know, no. it was, was like, hey, <laughs> what are you doing over there? Um, but yeah. Uh, he's turned into a right unit up front. I was quite. I was like, big, that's not him. I remember, lad, being a, remember being a nippy winger. I was like, what's happened to you? Um, everyone's raving about this centre midfielder. You'll probably Max, know more about Max Bird. No, the is it Pielik or oh, the oh, winger? Bielik. No, no Bielik, centre... the centre mid. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I will yeah. tell you what, he's he is Premier League by far. He's, he's sensational. Signed him, but he was out for the season. Yeah, did, um, he, he was on the books. He was on the man. books at Arsenal. He's unbelievable. Um, probably been a big turnaround in their form, getting him back in. Max yeah. Bird as well in there is very good. But yeah, Bielik, centre defensive midfielder, probably got a higher ceiling than Ben Pearson. Um, but he's yeah, he's very good. Um, yeah, every yeah, time I, we got the. Every time we got the ball on Wednesday, it was like the game sort of lit up. It was like, mm. wow, yeah. this guy's got something. Um, yeah. But the, like the high press, they, they literally pressed one v one all over the pitch. I was like, I've not seen a team do this before. This is like, it was like they had trigger movements for every single. For, so whenever one particular player got it on Swansea's team, that Derby player would go. So, like, if Bidwell got the ball, for example, you know, it might have been Shinny, might have been man-marking. It was like they man-marked all over the pitch and I just found it like, what is going on here? It was like, literally everyone was moving. It took me a good couple of minutes to understand what they were doing, but it's clever. But you said at the time, Ollie, it's what a lot of clubs are doing now at a higher level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If you watch Leipzig or Leeds, they're the most extreme examples. Um. But I think when you see it against a team like Swansea, who play a very open, you know, three at the back, you can see it a lot more because the spaces are a lot bigger. Um, Middlesbrough do a similar thing, but we obviously don't open the game up as much. You probably don't notice it as much. But yeah, I've got my, one of my good mates is a Derby fan and they have improved a lot. Um, they're still finding their feet, I think, creatively. But they have been pressing a lot, winning the ball back. Um, and they have got some good players, you know. They have still got some very good players. Well, they were, um, they were pushing for a playoff place last season, You'd, and they've not really lost anyone, have they? Oh, the, the full-backs have been huge misses. Well, yeah, true. Honest. Yeah, to be fair. So Jaden Bogle and Max Lowe were, I think, massive part of their sort of... A bit like us, all their width comes from the full-backs. Um, so, yeah, they've got a couple of young lads there. They've got Buchanan playing there, I think. On the left, left um, looks a decent player. Jason Knight's a very good player, playing in the number 10 or out wide. Just a very intelligent player. Um, so, yeah, you know, they have, they have still got some good players. I'm not sure who they're playing this weekend, but it'll be an interesting game. I think you said before we came on, apart from this season, we don't do well there in the league. Obviously, the League Cup we won, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to it because, you know, I think it'll be two teams that want to press each other. Yeah. Um, to be an interesting game, and they'll depend on how they do tomorrow. They've got Rotherham uh, away tomorrow. Away, yeah, it's a huge down. game, like it's a big it? game. Yeah, 
big test for them, really, because it, it'll be a very physical game. Yeah, there's um, Forest, Derby, Rotherham all on 16. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to it. I, I didn't expect Rooney to make that sort of impact, to be honest. Um, Liam Rossini is there, seemed like a very intelligent bloke as well. Um, so it's hard to know how much direct impact Rooney has had, but yeah, they've definitely improved, haven't they? Prediction? Yeah. It's hard to say. I mean, you know, going to Rotherham tomorrow, Rotherham have only won two of the last 11 games, losing eight. You can t- you know who the two teams to beat, don't you? The two teams that played tonight. Um, Derby's form is pretty good last six. You know, so they've won two, drawn four the last six games, four clean sheets in a row. So they're going to be tough to break down. Uh, it'd be interesting to see tomorrow's result. I, I, I personally think we'll probably lose two one. It is my gut feeling at the minute, but. It wouldn't surprise me if we went there and got something, either a draw or one either. Um, I hate going to Derby. I, I just think it's one of them places where I think I've seen us that one there once um, when Carl Oldy scored an hat trick, I think, in, FA oh, in the FA Cup. Yeah. Um, I think they were Premier League at the time as well. Yeah, they'd just gone up under Billy, I think, haven't they? Yeah. I remember Robbie Savage played for them. Um, but yeah, that's a Mel scored, didn't he? So um, that's the only time I've ever gone there and seen us win. So it'd be sad for us to win there again on Boxing Day because we've got this kind of knack out of this season of winning at places we never win. So some things don't change though, do they? Us not losing what? to Bristol City. Correct. What's that now? Fifteen games, something like that. Yeah, it's something ridiculous, isn't it? I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something, Jake. Tonight's result had no bearing on the previous fourteen games. No, of course I didn't. You'd say that. I just knew you'd say that. You're such a party pooper. No, it's true though. It's our hundredth episode party, and you're part. You're the party pooper. I'm. I'm sober for one episode, Jimmy. Um, <laughs> yeah, just just a great game tonight. Just a really good game. And I think yeah, yeah Boxing Day will be another good game. And then commentary after that. Mm. So, and then um, a bit on the spot here, Jim. I know you've not really prepped for this, but I'm going to hand over to you to explain what's coming next week. Oh, thanks, mate. So, um, Numbnuts here had um, a brainwave, <laughs> which is always one of them bad moments of Jake's day when I say, Jake, I've got an idea. Yeah. And all it of a sudden, happens about once a week. Yeah. So, um, Early next week, even Monday or Tuesday, whenever we both get a bit of time free, um, we've got a quiz coming out. Um, 50 questions devised by the three of us. Um, so we're just going to do a, a podcast episode just of 50 questions um, for you to listen to over the Christmas break. Um, also within that, there will be a little like a Google form so you can fill out your answers. And uh, We're pulling together a bit of a prize. So fill it out honestly, fill it out. You know, whilst you listen to the podcast, you can put your podcast in your ears and just fill it out whilst you listen to it. Probably only a 20 minute podcast, but yeah, get the family involved, get a few of your friends involved and stuff, share it around on social media and on WhatsApp groups, whatever you want, really. Um, it's not just North End questions, it's a mixture of all sorts. So, something to kill a bit of time with over Christmas, you know, Boxing Day games or 
Christmas Day evening, if once you've watched the Queen and stuff and you've got nothing better to do, then put us on. No, don't yeah. watch the Queen, put us on. Yeah. It's a really yep. endorsement. But um I've no idea how it's gonna go. So it could it could be an absolute shit show. It might be an absolute masterpiece, but we just can't call it yet. So we'll wait till we record and uh yeah, it should be out sort of Monday or Tuesday for you to listen to and yeah. fill out online. So yeah. Yeah, heard, yeah, they'll I've off. heard the prize is thirty minutes locked in a room with Alex Neil. <laughs> so you'll be cheating to win it then. <laughs> If you love him or hate him, you'll love that prize. I yeah. love it. So yeah, that's coming out next week. Something different. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, it's it's a it's a throwback to lockdown, isn't it? But yeah, end of the year and end of the year and all that. Um, yeah, and then we've got what I think a week off now, near enough week and a half. Thank yeah. God. We'll be back. With our next episode, we've got a, a From the Finney Meets episode out on Monday with Scott Laird. Uh, it's brilliant. He's, he's an absolutely fantastic fella. Um, then obviously the quiz that Jimmy's just mentioned. And yeah, we'll be back with our end of year review episode with George from Lanks Live. Probably be out on the 30th. Um, we'll be recording it on the 30th after the game on the 29th against um, Coventry. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be recorded, I think, in the day on the 30th and out that day. So, yeah, have a have a good Christmas, everyone, and you two fellas as well. And thank you very much for 100 episodes. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. Cheers, fellas. <laughs> <laughs>